Hey, everybody. Case here with the DFM podcast. Welcome to episode 41. Carrie and I hope everyone is having an awesome turkey week. We are actually not in the DFM vault for this episode. So um, we're not going to have the usual elements to the show this week. We're a little bit more raw and uncut, uh, just like the many cuts of the film that we're talking about this week. We are actually in Cary. We're in your hometown of Johnstown, Pennsylvania, um, home of all the right moves, which we both love. Slapshot. Who doesn't love Paul Newman? This one, I don't know if you've seen, ladies and gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains. Okay. I married you because you grew up right down the road from where Charles Bronson lived. So, and then you don't know this, but I went on a deep dive. There's some really weird and obscure indie Johnstown made regional horror. That makes sense. It doesn't look that good. (laughs) No, but it it makes sense. It's such a curiosity. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have to look at something from your hometown. Oh, I know. So, we're actually about to go check out. Eli Roth's Thanksgiving starring McDreamy at the local um, cinema. Grab some wings. Uh, Carrie's going to swoon over. Swoon. <laughs> it's late. Swoon. We've done a lot of traveling this week, guys. Swoon over McDreamy. Uh, the usual, but I guess we'll talk more about McDreamy another time. Um, that's actually the first time that he is in a horse and scream three is it not yeah i believe it is okay <laughs> are you gonna do the stewardess voice thing i mean we're not even in the recording I'm basement loving the stewardess voice <laughs> i believe it is <laughs> so um listen carrie and i appreciate you guys joining us again today thanks for your patience as i as i said before we're not we're not in the DFM vault. We're not in our basement back in Hanover. Um, but we're still here. Yay. To celebrate Yay. that little thing that our good old US of A likes to call Black Friday. So today we thought it appropriate to discuss probably the ultimate Black Friday movie. And funny enough, Carrie, not the. What was that noise? <laughs> is that pumpkin? It is. So. She sounds like she's like choking. What is going on with our dog? See, she goes nuts after we travel. Um, I wonder if you, dear listener, can hear her itching. I still say, even though she's 50 Beagle, 50 Poodle, or she's a Poogle, I still say that she's, she's mostly Beagle. She's mostly Hound, for sure. So, yeah, we're we're not talking the Black Friday with Bruce Campbell. Or the other shopping horror movie that he's in, The Slasher Intruder, with uh, the Raimis. Which what? we both enjoyed both of those movies. Although I probably maybe enjoyed one of them more. But you liked Black Friday more? Yeah. I like it. It needed more Bruce Campbell. He doesn't agree. need more fucking Bruce Campbell. Oh, you talked to me about dropping F-bombs, and here I am dropping them again. I apologize. It's fine. So, guys, come on. We're talking the zombie film. With really countless societal messages, and a lot of them are still ringing true today. I have to say, I am sad that the American Mall has all but officially died out. Uh, I know the ones that are kind of surviving or might survive are going to become like historical landmarks, I guess. 
But um, let, yeah, let's dig into this film that I am sure lands on a lot of people's all time fa- all time favorites. Excuse me, and um, filmed at the historical Monroeville Mall. What else? We're talking George Romero's '78 Dawn of the Dead. Um, before we move on, everybody, thank you so much again for a successful first season. We're very fortunate to be coming back for season two this February 2024. Um, More details on that another time. Friendly reminder, guys, check us out on our website, dimeformidnight.com. You can find our link tree either there um, or on X, (coughs) pardon me, and uh, Insta. Our handle's DFM Mailwolf, that's two M's. Uh, if you'd like to support Carrie, Jake, and myself and the DFM pod, you can tip us through the tip-top jar there. Takes PayPal and Stripe. would really appreciate it. Um, next, I think we wanted to mention that we were going to be switching up our format just a little bit. That was the original plan yes. before we had to rearrange travels and all that. But you'll see as we go along in season one, at some point, we, we were going to do it this episode, yeah. but then we ended up not being able to. So we're... Uh, the listeners, the production team, meaning Carrie, Jake, and I, and our children, <laughs> um, between you guys and us here, we decided that um, we're going to switch up the format. So sort of we're doing like a soft launch with it. So let's, uh, again, you're not going to get our usual production with all the little sound effects and the intro and all that kind of good stuff. But um, the first thing that we want to do is talk movie morsels. So what does that mean now moving forward? Um, that means originally we're, we're going to start doing a trailer. We'll do the trailer for the movie that we're doing, and then we'll do a reaction. Um, I think, what was the thing that we had to say about this trailer, Carrie? I, I know um, I, I'll, I guess I'll just lead off. I was surprised that the spoilers in the trailer for Dawn of the Dead um, I guess in 77 or 78 that this trailer would have not been viewed that way. Um, I love the movie title at the end against the gray and orange dawn. I feel like it's very, um, it's a very spooky scene and it really sets the dread. The trailer voice is done by um, Adolf Caesar, who adds like a tone dripping with bleakness and despair. Um, really interesting. We know from research, and you, you Don lovers know that they purposely they were going to get an X rating for this movie. Um, so because of that, and to help with commercial success and promoting it, they decided, uh, Romero and company decided to release this not rated. So at the end of all these classic Dawn of the Dead trailers up, that came out around time of release or, or leading up to, there's a message at the end. So even though you're not getting a rating, it's, there's still a message that says no explicit sex, but there are shocking scenes of violence. Um, that's such a fun touch of the times back then. Yeah. And it's so funny, even to this day, it's like, yeah, rip that dude in half, but don't you dare show any sex or, well, there is breasts in one scene in this film, which is, uh, friends, they're sitting there after making love, but it's so fun. This, our country is so like anti-sex yeah on that but well you could just butcher people with blood spurting everywhere i mean look we're, we're still worried about that sex. founded on puritan mm-hmm. so yeah 
So let's also, I want to mention this before you throw your two cents in. I love the 16 millimeter TV spot with like the head slowly rising above the things. Pumpkin's being a little biatch. She finally laid down. Oh, good. Good girl. (laughs) Um, With the, the head's almost like a strobe light as it rises. There's something lost with trailers nowadays. Don't get me wrong. Marketing departments seem to spoil the shit out of movies in their trailers. But this one, I was like, oh, they're showing that character as a zombie right out of the gate here before anybody even gets to see this movie. So anyways, those are my thoughts around the uh, around the trailer. What about you? What did you think? So first thing I noticed is, <laughs> do we ever know why that guy is wearing an eye patch? On the TV spot? TV spot, yeah. Dummies, dummies, dummies. That's I, what I remember I'm telling from you. Yes. They're coming, you know. Yeah, we yeah, I know you're gonna paraphrase that. Yeah. But, uh there's people out there that could say that for me. I know. I'm as I'm much a- as this is my favorite zombie film ever, I I'm not good at remembering that. But uh, I'm not good at, at lines like that at all. For well, sure. it's he's basically like, Look, they're not your family members anymore. You need to dispose. Yeah. Dispose of them and get rid of them. Um there's something, another interesting element yeah. too of this. Yeah. Trailer. So they're marketing it as a continuation of the Night of the Living Dead. You know, it's no longer just an outbreak. Humans are losing, supplies are dwindling. This is survival mode. Mm. Things are getting dire. There is no going back to the way things were before. You know, the warning at the end, like you said, interesting. Yeah, I, I guess it's good it's that a good point. it's a good yeah. point that if you have to bring someone that's younger than 17, which it states they will not allow admittance, <laughs> you know, you don't have to worry about the explicit sex. Yeah. So I, you could have snuck somebody. You could have snuck somebody. Without in. Never worry about yeah. like if, you, if you're like us, like, look, oh, look, zombie toots and ghostly puppers. They're not ready for terrifier oh. yet. Good. I don't. They have, but they've seen this a few times already. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, it's they know who Tom Savini is, which I'm super effing proud. I'm trying not to say they have word dairy. They and like that, Night of the Living Dead. They like Night. They notice a significant. This one ups the ante all across the yeah. board. This is where Romero films get gory. Yeah. But it's still funny because it's still got the bluish gray Savini zombies. And we were like, oh, did that. Did you do that color because you were trying to carry over the black and white effect? It's like, no, that's just like with the way the color tone and editing was done. It showed up that way. So like somebody, somebody could wear a certain color shirt and that person, and because of their skin tone, because of the clothes they're wearing, it would show up on the film. One person might look more blue. One person might like more gray and one might look more um, green. Um, but that, to me, that's like a quirk that actually works in its favor. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, you made a good point. Um, Adolf Caesar, he's like, night of the living dead has ended. Dawn has just begun or something like that. Yeah. So it's they're telling you this is a sequel. So anyways, guys, we're moving right along. Uh, I wish we could have done it how we planned this yeah, episode. It would have been really Because we had really a, cool. like a lot of cool like segment intro sound effects and everything that it's coming at some point just unfortunately not this week um but let's talk about the posters and the taglines that look guys the the number one 
tagline. And it's what it's what uh, Peter's the Peter character says. Um, when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Uh, that's the main tagline. That's the one everybody thinks of. That's the line everybody loves. Um, the Dawn of the Dead poster. It's classic. It carries over from the the original trailers and the TV spots. Um, we traveled with Carrie's Chromebook, and it's driving me nuts the way that it decides to scroll. Where's the mouse? It's it's we're not able to use the mouse. Just okay. don't worry about that. Right. Stop it. <laughs> so, uh, I like the original. I actually like the Argento poster the best. Um, and actually, this is like the British version where you've got like the hazy black and greenish sky with the mass, the hordes, excuse me, of the zombies. And again, with these, these European posters, they want to impose the uh, superimpose like the zombie face over the skyline. Um, and FYI, this is interesting. So Dawn of the Dead is known as zombies. Mm-hmm. They put it over New York City and New York City. <laughs> <laughs> there's no no New yeah, York City no. in the film. However, there's... we pick up with Fulci Zombie, which is technically Zombie Two if we're going in order, and um, or unofficially Zombie Two. That does take place in New York City, so that's it, it's yeah. interesting that they pick New York City for this poster. Um, I love this next one. I love like the the tan and orangey yeah where, where was that one from i asked somebody where this one comes from the one that looks like i mean they were they were all commissioned work but this mm-hmm. you guys know the one it's the one where it looks like it's like an oil painting or hand drawn i look i'm i'm terrible at like identifying what type of uh craftsmanship was used illustration yes exactly exactly it it's got a more homemade looking feel to it It but it's i really love that i would love a big size poster of that Uh, that has to be from somewhere in 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 europe somewhere i i don't know that's that's a guess at this point yeah um yeah i mean you can pull in some additional taglines too thanks to to adolf caesar i mean (laughs) you've got you know, night has, like I said before, night has ended and dawn is here, basically. Carrie, you came up with a very simple alternate tagline you created. What's your alternate yeah. tagline? How will you survive the zombie apocalypse? I like it. It's simple. The answer is I don't friggin' know how I would survive the zombie apocalypse. My laptop pooped out and I was pretty damn crabby about that before we went on this trip so it's like imagine if like an uh imagine if all the power went out uh imagine just the laptop would be the least of <laughs> our worries yeah. how about heat and Although clean water and food i can use you were saying i could use my old broken laptop as a weapon yeah or actually no i can take the laptop and strap it and like Oh yeah, are they, bullet, are they bullet? Well, it would be good. It would protect me from a zombie bite, but it would not per- protect me from Tom Savini's Blade character and his group of hooligans from yeah. the actually local chapter of the pagan biker group. That that was the actual name of their biker group in real cool. life, by the way. Um, where can we stream Dawn of the Dead? Wait, your alternate tagline. Oh yeah, thank you for reminding. <laughs> Listen. 
it's been a long day. It's been a long week and there's been lots of traveling. Oh, right. As I just tell you that I need to stop drinking caffeine. It's not caffeinated. What I'm telling you is I wish this was caffeinated the way that I'm going (laughs) right now. Yes. Drinking the name of brand and W that says no caffeine when I need it the most. So, um, oh yeah. So my tagline, um, here it is for survivors, one mall, 100 million zombies, no escape. It is inevitable. Did you like that? I did. I thought that was appropriate. I was channeling Mr. Caesar in the best way I can at this time of night. Um, where to stream? Where to stream? Where? So, listen, guys, you probably know by now that um, they're a little stingy with the rights to Dawn of the Dead. Pardon me. Well, there's so many different variations Yeah. at this point. So, honestly, guys, just go to YouTube. They've got pretty much any cut you can think of. Carrie and I's favorite is the extended mall hours cut. I actually, I won't say that I downloaded it, but I had to. (laughs) I had to because I love that one so much. And it's like, don't you dare take these down from YouTube. If you do, that's why I have to make sure I save it on the laptop. That's not working. (laughs) I actually got to think about Hurry up and download it now, Carrie. Um, no, and you know what? You can find a lot of the other cuts that are out there. You can find the cans cut, or is it con? See, we just had. I know. (laughs) We just just talked (laughs) on the last horror. uh, The last horror film, to be exact, starring (laughs) Joe Spinell and Carolyn Monroe. Um, we just (laughs) talked about cans, cons, con. Uh, I think we both need a lesson on how to save this uh, area of the French Riviera. But anyways, um, you can find the con cut with uh, commentary by Tom Savini and George and uh, Chris Romero. That's a little shorter under two hours and 20 minutes. Um, The commentary is it's a lot. I was surprised. And um, I think this was either. I think this was like early 2000s commentary because um, they actually were mentioning shows that dated the commentary. Oh, so and I did not listen to all two hours and 20. Yeah. So C- Carrie and I were trying to remember the origins of the pies. Yeah. The pie fight at the end where the bikers yeah. were taking the pies and slapping them in the face. I, and... I wondered if there was the backstory to it. So fun- funny enough, that actually um, here's. A couple things that I learned since you and I talked last about this was um, one, and I'm really digging into my brain right now for this one, uh, a pie fight. There is a Stanley Kubrick scene that was going to use a pie fight. Don't ask me from what movie. Was it from The Shining? I Listen, somebody out there correct us. I don't know for certain that I caught the tail end of it. I'm like, okay. And then Romero decided to use, take the Kubrick idea and put a pie fight at the oh, end. Okay. So then there's editing that was done towards the end where for a split second, um, and maybe it wasn't towards the end, but either way, uh, Romero dressed up as Santa and was going to be a Santa zombie in the mall. Oh. And they they took it out, but for one split second, you can see a Santa zombie running behind somebody. It's like if you blink, you'll miss it. 
So I wanted to add that since we were talking about okay. like, some really odd moments. Not that's the first, and this is the thing about this film. There's so much to unpack. Like every time I watch it, I pick up something different or something has a new meaning to me now that I'm older watching or whatever. Yeah. Anyways. Um, then of course there's the theatrical run also on YouTube. Then for good measure, there's the breezy Argento zombie cut with, it's actually got more goblin music than any other version. And it comes under at uh, an hour and 55 minutes. That, that makes sense with his association with goblin. So you're not going to get this on Shutter or Tubi or elsewhere to stream. Um, and that actually brings up a good point about Dawn of the Dead and physical media. Now, moving forward, our friend, the male wolf, uh, his role is going to change a little bit. We are going to start having the male wolf's physical media and ordering guide every episode. Um, I'll just try to get this through this as breezily as I possibly can. Beta, if you guys are out there wanting a beta tape, bless you uh you're gonna spend 30 to 100 bucks depending on the quality like is it just acceptable or is it like this is mint and has never been opened and you are hardcore if you want that beta yeah in i was just gonna say vhs if you gotta do it i if that was me i wouldn't be spending 100 dollars in a beta but everybody's different 15 to 30 bucks and you can get you can get all that nostalgia of renting it at the video store um there's a lot of laser discs out there, guys. I was shocked at this. That you can get the theatrical or director's cut. It can run you thirty to hundred bucks. You can even get the zombie Argento cut for slightly more. You're gonna. There's also an even more expensive special collector's edition laser disc. I mean, you're talking in the two hundreds for some of this stuff. There's a lot of people like that have their whole entire basement as like a video store. Which is yeah. really freaking cool. It is. Those are the people that are that are getting the laser disc. And yeah. Power to you. Yeah. In two thousand four, I've had I have my eyes on this one. I almost got it whenever we were at IUP, but I didn't spend the money because I already spent the money on the Police Academy box set. Remember that? <laughs> I tried to talk you yeah, out of. This is two thousand four. We're talking. I was like, why are we're you still, buying this? We're still talking about an argument we had over <laughs> money. When we weren't even engaged. It was your money. You were pissed that I spent it. You were ticked. You want to know why? Because she thought I wasn't going to take her out to eat at the time. Hey, I spent 30 bucks on that box set. It was money well spent. <laughs> but no, that same year, Anchor Bay released an Ultimate Edition box set. Um, used is going to run you 50 or 60 bucks nowadays. Now, the one we own currently is the 2004 Special Divimax Edition at the time, I think I spent 20 bucks for it. And still now it's 20 or $30. Um, there's a cheaper version that you can get like sometimes for $14.99. But if you're into just like, hey, I want, want a DVD, DV Max, DV Max, Diva Max, I think is the way to go. But hey, guys, it's your call. Blu-ray, Blu-ray costs a lot for Don, 50 bucks. Um, especially when you can stream this in pretty good quality that yeah. I wouldn't do it. Uh, there's the Dawn of the Dead limited edition Blu-ray box set is going to cost you upwards of $300. At this point, people just, just Google it. You, you know where to find stuff. So yeah. <laughs> uh, beware of bootlegs. There are a lot of dumb bootlegs out there. You got to be careful. Um, so additional media notes to you audiophiles, audio files, if I can say that correctly, that in just the past week or so, 
Waxwork Records released another version of Dawn of the Dead with all the Dwarf Library music. So all that little background music, not just the Goblin stuff, but all the cues, all the weird music at the airport. I think it's like Figment. Um, we're big Waxwork fans here. Yeah. We don't buy every single release that comes out. We're a little choosy. but um, And lastly, if you weren't already in the nose, there's still a few more copies of the Dawn of the Dead board game from way back when on eBay for only under two to $300. I love you. Oh, I'm not buying it. But I no. have more power to the people that actually hear it's a moderately difficult game, but that is one hell of a price tag. So, um, but anyways, now guys, um, I believe we're going to be able to add Jake's segment this week. If not, I will publish that as an extended audiogram. But uh, I, he sent me the uh, his story ahead of time before he recorded, and uh, per usual, Jake's got um, a lot of uh, he's got a person, he's got the overview, and he's got a personal story as it relates to Don, and, and of course, he's been to Monroeville Mall. He grew up not far from it, being a Pittsburgher. But um, the, it's going to be interesting when we can finally do our new segments because one that we're going to have is Carrie's got a whole. Uh, there's going to be like a pre-recorded, <laughs> a pre-recorded, uh, spoiler warning where she's going to take you on a hellish ride up an incline. Uh, that is just a quirky thing we came yeah. up with. Um, so anyways, it gives it, us time to perfect it. Whether, whether Jake is on this specific recording or he's on one of our audiograms, you can find it DFM male wolf two M's at X or Insta. Jake, we always appreciate your overview. Um, if you're talking Pittsburgh or Jake is the guy you want to yeah. talk to. Um, he actually met the guy who was the uh, the brother in Night of the Living Dead. Um, he's been to the cemetery from Night of the Night of the Living Dead. He's been to Monroeville Mall. Um, actually, funny enough, I have been to the Wampa Mines in Day of the Dead. So there's that. I've been inside that underground thing. That's my claim to my Romero fandom. Um, We're going to move right along, guys. Uh, Two favorite creator cast and character notables. Um, We're not going to move forward. We're not going to spend the entire episode kind of going through person by person. We just want to note some things Um, in this movie, guys. And in all of the movies, it's all about George Romero. He is the godfather of zombies. Um, as you've heard on probably shows like Sven Gulli or Joe Bob, they do a good job going through the history of where zombies came from. And a lot of the old time movies through the 20s, 30s, 40s, all the ways up through the Hammer films like Plague of the Zombie in the 60s. A lot of it was tied into voodoo culture. and. Yeah. Um, they didn't become the decaying ghouls that we know now. Uh, Romero removed that voodoo part and turned it into not just like these creatures being controlled by a shaman, a dark shaman, but something that is being transmitted and taking over fully. And no movie does it better of depicting the end times, a zombie apocalypse better than Dawn of the Dead. They tell you in the trailers 
that the and even Jake mentions it in a segment, the humans are losing at this point. Yeah. Things are not getting better. We're only a couple, as Jake mentions in his letter, now that it's hitting me in, in my brain again, um, hit it in the brain. <laughs> uh, that we are only a couple months past the events of Night of the Living Dead. So that's important to note that there is a timeline that exists for this these movies. And um, yeah, the the last of the TV broadcasts are going on. Things are starting to break down. People are... Society's ab- breaking down. Abandoning posts. Um, People and, escaping. And, and aside, I mean, look, we've got... We've got Savini here and arguably his best work. I mean, some people say, no, it's Jason in one and final chapter. Oh, no, we love his creep show work. Um, oh, we love him in Maniac. There's there's like a bajillion things you could pick from. But this is, I think this or day might be his best work, in in my opinion. So you, you've got special effects, the master of all masters here. Um, and, and funny enough, there's a story out there about how, uh, Nicotero was going to go to medical school. So he turned down Romero to work on this one. And that he finally came for day of the dead and that's where Nicotero got his start. But, uh, you guys probably already knew all that, but, um, let's talk about Ken Foray. I mean, just this horror career, death spa, true blood, no carry, not yeah. the vampire. Not the vampire show from HBO. <laughs> Phantom of the Mall. Settle down, <laughs> Carrie. Listen, I'm already taking you to see McDreamy. Is that not enough for you? <laughs> you enjoyed it too. Don't kid. Yeah, Phantom of the Mall. Never. I will never admit to that. I think I just did. <laughs> you just did. Phantom of the Mall. Eric's Revenge, to be exact. Uh, I forgot he plays one of the security guards snooping on his his uh, co-worker, co-security guard is watching the ladies change in the in the changing room. Oh god. Um I, he he actually comes back in the 04 uh remake as the televangelist. He's in the Devil's Rejects. Um <laughs> he's the he's the trucker in the can in uh Halloween, Big Joe Grizzly in the toilet. You remember him getting attacked I by do. Mike, by uh, Rob Zombie's Michael Myers? Yeah. Uh, he's in the Lords of Salem. Um, let's talk about our leading lady for a second, Carrie, Galen Ross. Yeah. Um, you need to see Madman yet. Mm-hmm. You need to see Madman. She was in it. Uh, and she actually was in Creepshow. She was uh, the other character with Ted Danson's character. Yeah. Something to tide you over with Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> I've got the image of Leslie Nielsen as Dracula with his big hair <laughs> curled up in the back. Every time I think of Leslie Nielsen in horror, it's the damn Dracula dead lion. I do love that movie. It's got a soft spot. Don't get me wrong. He's really good in creep show too. And he's very diabolical, but I can't help but think of the big ridiculous <laughs> Gary Oldman Dracula 92 hair. Anyways. Um, actually, Carrie, most of Galen Ross's work um, was on the directing, producing, and writing side. So I thought I wanted to note that. So it's not, she doesn't have, excuse me, this big, long career in, in front of the screen. Yeah. Well, she, I mean, she's my favorite in this. Or in front of the camera. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I love Ken's character, Peter. 
I think he's the strongest, most level-headed. He understands that they are really close. He even tells Stephen. Mm-hmm. He's like, <laughs> basically to sum it up, Stephen's starting to get kind of cocky because he's finally learning how to use a gun. He's finally learning how to be useful. And, uh, you know, even though Peter's saying to the both of them, yeah, we whipped him good. He's saying, on the other hand, we're real close to biting the dust. And don't you forget it. Don't forget this. Why we're in this mall is yeah. because shit is real going south real fast out there. So don't think that you're still not close to dying. You are more so than ever. And of, and of course, um, they still manage to weave in the voodoo with that line because he talks about his grandfather in Haiti mm-hmm. and that line about when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. So I thought that was neat that they still weaved in that element there. Um, well, I mean, for me, but but Ro- but even Roger's progression from being so Stephen ended up from going useless yeah. to very useful, yeah, but getting cocky. Roger goes from very useful, level-headed to cocky, and then becoming useless. So they like switched, Which, yeah. Like he has to be pulled around in a wheelbarrow by the towards the end of the movie yeah so anyways any other thoughts on well i mean the whole thing about um fran being pregnant yeah i mean you start this movie you find out she's pregnant this is not the world you want to be pregnant in yeah like no doctors Mm -hmm. no medical attention um that's a scary situation, even with doctors and medical treatment. Yeah. So without all of that, that's scary. That's a whole other element. Yeah. What do you What do you think happens to? And again, guys, as always, full spoilers. <laughs> I think it's been out long enough now that we don't need to worry about that. But, um, what What do you think happens to Fran and Peter at the end? They, you know, they make it into the helicopter. I think they make it to the helicopter, but where are they going to land? I mean, where are they going to go? You don't have much fuel. I mean, they have some fuel, but what, they're going to land somewhere to try to find more fuel? I mean, it's going to be this constant landing, yeah. constant, you know, survival. And at some point, she's going to give birth. Is she going to survive the birth? That whole question is out there because she could die. You know, there's, there is actually an alternate ending. I don't know if you knew this where she actually like sees the horde closing in on them and she steps up into the helicopter blades. I read about that. Yeah. 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 That, oh, that is like way too dark, way too dark for my liking. I'm glad they didn't use that. I'm glad there was like a little tiny shimmer of, okay, well, at least they got out, whatever their fate is. Even if it's inevitable. Yeah. Um, If you had to ask me, I actually think they both end up dying. I I don't even think they make it that far. I think they live like maybe like another day or two. I just think with how 
bleak this movie is, how bleak the ending tonight ended. <clears throat> yeah, you had the one survivor who gets shot. Yeah. Now in this one, they they survive the events of of the movie, but you don't know what happens next. And then in Day of the Dead, they all make it to the three main characters that you root for make it to the island mm-hmm. to live happily ever after. So it kind of does the trilogy progresses to a happier ending. But if you had to ask me to like, if I was forced to fill in the blanks, I'm thinking about those hillbillies. Like I could just see them randomly flying over some like hick town and some like one of the pagan bikers. What if there's a group that was even worse than them? Oh yeah. And they see the helicopter and just start shooting at it. Yeah. They shoot the gas thing and it yeah, explodes. That, yeah. That's all. That's all. Although it takes. I, they the get, more they likely, the more likely they, they try to steal it. Well, or they, they get out of the helicopter somewhere and they get shot. Yeah. Basically. And then somebody else tries it. And then what would happen in this world is um, to the point of like the bikers and the pie and the, just the excess and the ridiculousness of this movie and the going back to the hillbillies in Johnstown, um, somebody, some idiot, they would kill them and then they would try to take the helicopter and then they end up crashing and dying. Well, that's where society, that's more logical. I think yeah. that's what would happen. That's more logical. I think someone yeah. shoots it out of the shoot, shoots them out of the sky. But more than likely, you want somebody would want to escape from it and use that to escape themselves. Yeah, and because society's going to shit, that would go to shit too, and they would just end up dying yeah. too. Nobody survives. That's my ending. So, what we'll do moving forward too is we will pick two movie trailers for intermission moving forward. And listen in, and um, I don't think we'll be able to add them this week just because we're traveling. But um, you'll find out and and horror et cetera moving forward who picked what movie to pair with this week's movie. So, Carrie, what movie are you picking with? And again, sorry guys, no trailers this yeah. week. Um, who are you picking? Who are you picking? What movie <laughs> are you picking to go with Dawn of the Dead? So I'm picking Shaun of the Dead. Just because this movie was such a dark ending, I want something to bring to bring you up after it. That's a good point. I could see that being a lot of fun. Like, oh my god! And like that, before and you're that. going to bed, you're like, oh okay, you have like this like. Well, even just upbeat. there's, excuse me, the title alone is a nod to Dawn. There's yeah. so many nods to Dawn of the Dead in Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> even down, they use some of the same music too. Yeah. Um, I really like that pick. I think that would be like the perfect way to end a double feature, especially after the darkness of <laughs> Dawn. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Martin. I simply because I think more people need to see Martin, more people need to mention and pass along the movie Martin. Um, people need to be more aware of this at this point of Romero's work. Um, Martin was pre Dawn of the Dead. Um, if you want to know more about Romero, more about Pittsburgh horror, I actually would play it before Dawn of the Dead. So you could see the progression of his work. So you can see Savini and Martin as the boyfriend there. And then the biker in the next movie. Um, and plus you, you get a little bit of tour of, of Pittsburgh in that movie. Um, you get to see some of the suburbs. Um, I just think that that's a, a good combo. Um, the guy who plays Ramirez in Dawn of the Dead is Martin. Mm-hmm. He's also the little sidekick scientist in the Day of the Dead. 
So there's yeah. kind of like the George Romero company of characters that he uses. And that guy's a big part of Romero's work. Um, so that's my pick. So Carrie, uh, guys, another segment that we're going to do moving forward. Um, we're going to have a favorite, what the hell moment in horror, et cetera. Yeah. So th- this is just like WTF. What did I just see in this movie? <laughs> uh, I've got a pick for my, what the hell moment. Uh, we get an extended look at the hillbillies from where we're at right now. Johnstown. Yeah. We're in Dawn of the dead hillbilly country right now. <laughs> um, they've got the iron city beer flown, which I respect, but I grew up with a lot of that too. So that's not a big, what the F moment or what the hell moment, but the song I'm a man. Uh, if you listen closely to the lyrics, it's, it's terrible. They you're a man because you treat your woman terribly. You should listen to his lyrics in this song. However, and it's it's macho. I'm sitting here hunting with my beer. I'm a man. However, most people from the area do hunt. Most people and treat hunting. their women terribly. I don't know. I'm not saying not, not your dad, but your they dad. they listen to those types of music because it's just like how ridiculous it's it's more of like how ridiculous Listen, can this song i don't want to deep dive into people from johnstown uh-huh. leave leave that out we not nobody wants that no. why not <laughs> because it's johnstown the food is good yeah surprised there's anybody left to make it mm. <laughs> that's the same thing with where i grew up i'm just messing with you so the the movie dawn is so bleak but then it has this moment kind of like the pie thing that this this thing makes me chuckle you there's a lot of moments in this movie that make me laugh um but it's not just the chuckling part of it but like i've sort of discovered something with this hillbilly hillbilly moment in johnstown um this film gets me as i was saying earlier notice something new each time it's like the first clue I feel this hillbilly moment. We're going from a movie that it's just the shit hitting the fan at the WGON TV station to the urban Philly projects. And now to rural area, this movie's getting you to think of like all the types of people in this situation. So there's social commentary on classes in this movie too. Mm -hmm. So what, so it's just the, the whole hillbilly. I'm a man. Well, they got guns, so they're going to survive. And that is an actual local national guard chapter there by the way too so it's just like it just kind of takes you out of the darkness of the of the movie for a few minutes so anyways what what's your favorite what the hell moment from dawn of the dead so it's obviously it's it's tom savini and the fellow bikers the you know the local chapter the pagan motorcycle club they discover peter roger steven and francine and that they're holding up at the mall and they're not sharing so you guys fucked up real bad yeah (laughs) The pies to the face the pies are your, with the okay. goofy music. It's hard not it, to pick that. It just seems so out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just, you know, a more commentary on consumerism and things that you don't need to survive and you never really needed, but you wanted. Yeah. But also it's like, gluttony. Yeah. It's gluttony. And it's like, why? Well, pies only last for so long. So, of course, you can't eat all those pies. We're to do a deep dive on the shelf life of pies in this episode. <laughs> well, they don't now. last long. Okay. So, what are they going to... If they can't eat them, what are you going to do with them? Have some fun, I guess. That was more sexual than I thought it would be when you said it like that. <laughs> what are you going to do with these pies? You know what movie I'm thinking of? <laughs> Say it. American. 
oh my god, no, I actually wasn't. No, I was thinking because the pies in the movie are kind of just like a thing. The can the meringue. The, it's just like the whipped cream stuff yeah. that they put in there. It's not really a pie pie. Um, that's a good thought though, American <laughs> Pie, and what he does to that pie. Just like warm apple pie. But no, um, I actually was thinking of Varsity Blues when oh. the girl does the whipped cream on her boobs. Uh. I don't know why I went straight to that. But okay, you went somewhere even more raunchy, Carrie. I set her up. <laughs> Not really. Dang, Carrie. Well, that's Settle down. <laughs> well, that's the actual pie. What are we talking about? <laughs> Don't look at me that way, Carrie. <laughs> She's looking at me like, don't go any further than that. My parents are right outside the door. Um, no, now I'm going to think about Seinfeld and the whole turkey and the butter thing. Now this is really getting... <laughs> no, I know. Newman sitting in the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't look. You got that crazy look oh, in your eye, Newman. Uh, that's a classic moment. Classic Seinfeld <laughs> moment. But... um. So there's another bonus what the hell moment for me. It's it's what I mentioned earlier. The actually uh, well no, we weren't talking about the zombie at the at the airfield. But um yeah, the guy with just the ridiculously large head and the look on his face, it's kind of like the ele- the elevator, the escalator zombie guy who's got that that wide-eyed look on his face. He's just hilarious. Um you okay over there? <laughs> You're, it's only there's no caffeine in that, so you're not even drinking caffeine or but, wine. But uh, no, just um, the helicopter blade effect on that zombie and his huge head. Um, everything by Savini there, uh, and that's actually, from what I understand, that's a fishing line that he pulled for that effect. Um, it's hard to pick. Uh, honorable mention to the project zombie taking a chunk out of his woman at the beginning. That's that's um, a gnarly moment. In a movie where there's so many gnarly fun moments, that's not a what the hell moment, but I had to throw that in there by Savini. I don't know. I just had to so say it. If this movie had been made now, do you think it would have gotten the X rating or do you think it would have gotten? It would have, they would have, neither. They would have done the same exact thing. They would have done what Damien Leone has done with Terrifier and say, nope, I don't care. This is going unrated. Uh, we're going to do what we want to do. That That's exactly what I think. Um, Carrie, what are you rating Dawn of the Dead? It's a four out of five for me. I was going to say, if you went any lower, I might have to, we have to throw <laughs> down here. I, you know, to be honest, I like zombies, but they're not, if I'm just going to watch a movie, it's just, I'm not, obviously, I'm not going to pick a zombie movie right away. Yeah. That's not my go-to. So I have to look, it's my it's my favorite zombie movie of all time. I'm just going to say that. It's a five out of five for me. I've only given a couple other films a five out of five. Uh, that brings the overall DFM rating for Dawn of the Dead to four and a half out of five for flamethrowers. And normally well, that would cue our flamethrower noise right now, but not this week. Um, does Dawn of the Dead carry land this is another segment we're going to do moving yeah. forward for horror, et cetera. Does this movie land on your top five favorites of the zombie subgenre? 
It does. Okay. And I actually okay. had I actually had trouble. You should have rated it higher, but at least you put did that. I had trouble <laughs> listing my top fives. Okay. But um, again, like I said, I'm not a zombie yeah. fanatic. What's number five? So number five for me, Shaun of the Dead. What about four? This is one I really, I actually really, really love this movie. Warm Bodies. Yeah. Uh, the quirkiness what, of who it. Who are the two main leads in that movie? Uh, Teresa Palmer and oh my god, he was From in Renfield. Mad Max. He was in Renfield yeah, recently yeah. too. Um, Nick, Nicholas Holt. Yeah, Nick Holt. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay, God, we talked about him a lot. I know. this past summer, so I don't know why that escaped us. But I, I actually love the message in that movie. I respect that you put Dawn of the Dead at number three. That's yeah, I get it. I get it. That's a good call. And then these last two, I could switch them out intermingle because I intermingle. Well, Listen, <laughs> you already had to talk about American Pie. <laughs> I hooking up the movies here. I could switch them out. I don't know. Like for me, they're both equally really, yeah. really good. And I could, depending on my mood, I could switch them out between one and two. Um, two. Train to Busan. I love that movie. That was a really, really well done movie. The first time I watched it, I shed a tear for yeah. sure. I got really busy yeah. at that one. Yeah. Um, number one. Night of the Living Dead. I am finding it harder and harder to find people our age or younger that pick Night as their favorite all time zombie and their favorite Romero, obviously. So that's that's a good call. I think if you ask some of the older folks, those boomers, if you ask the boomers, uh, we love you, boomers. Yeah. Uh, we love everybody. But um, not you, Gen Z. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Gen X is like, we don't fucking care if you love us or not. Yeah. <laughs> We're the elder millennials on yeah. this, this horror pod. We're stuck firmly between the Xers and the millennials. But um, yeah, any honorable? Now, before I go yeah. off track, what, how about some honorable mentions? Well, I'm just going to say it's a matter of preference with me. I do tend to like older movies, so that's probably why I chose. Yeah. No, that makes sense yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, I love that for you. <laughs> is that cute? It's cute for you. All right. So Shout out to Shit's Creek. <laughs> love that, Joe. Um, honorable mention. I really wanted to put this on my list. I love it. But I didn't discover it to probably this past year. Yeah. The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. Mm. Yep. That is such a well done movie. AKA Let Sleeping Corpses yeah. Die. Ugh. AKA Windows, which is weird. That is weird. But that that movie, I loved it. I the moment we watched it. I loved it. Now your next one, I'm reading it. Yeah, uh, the, I I kind of am mad I didn't pick that for my honorable really? mention because I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, you're and you're welcome. You're welcome for me. I know. I was just going to gonna say you introduced me to it. To, you must spread the yeah. gospel of this movie, Carrie. It's it's it was indie, right? I don't. know. I'm not sure. Certain. It certainly has an indie look. Yeah. To it, it, but anyways, okay. It stains the sands red. Yeah, that really was a really good movie. Really good, intimate zombie. Yes, actually, like just it, very one character focus, following her around the desert. Yes, and it's tracking her by a way. I'm not going to go into it because I won't watch it. 
yeah. you haven't watched it, watch it. Yeah. It's well worth the watch. So my number five, I'm actually going to go with a different comedic zombie movie. I'm going with Zombieland. Now, when you and I were first together before we had Zombie Toots and Ghostly Puppers, a good five years before they were yeah. born. So we were still, I guess, technically newlyweds. Mm. But either way, Zombieland. Yeah. I love Zombieland. I love the rules of Zombieland. I loved Woody Harrelson in it. I love Metallica in it. I love um, what's the main girl in it? Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Everybody in that movie is so much fun. I could and then Abigail Breslin. Yeah, I, I could rewatch Zombieland. The second one's entertaining. Yeah. I still don't enjoy it as much as the first. Um, I know. Let's see here: two thousand nine, two thousand eighteen, so two thousand and twenty-seven. We've got three more years until Zombieland three. <laughs> they said every nine years they're going to do one. So that's awesome. So and of course. I won't spoil it. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you flashes on <laughs> right now, but, but, uh, Mr. Ghostbuster in there. That's all. Yeah. I'm say. Uh, number four, uh, your favorite mm-hmm. night of the living dead lands in my four spot. Uh, number three, this is Jake's favorite. Uh, the return of the living dead. And we actually covered that movie in episode 37, by the way. Um, number two, we discovered this movie thanks to Jake the Midnight Traveler this past year. At the same time, we were blown away by this movie. Yeah, You already mentioned it as one of your honorable mentions. I love it so much. It's skyrocketed for me. Number two, The Living Dead of the Manchester Moor. Stalking zombies. Teamwork zombies. We actually covered that movie. Check it out in episode 14. And a number one, it's today's film that we're talking about. Romero 78, Dawn of the Dead. Honorable mention, I'm cheating a little bit here, Mm -hmm. to the sickos and Planet Terror. We talked about that in episode 38. And the Radioactive Mutants in a film I just discovered lately, Umberto Lenzi's Nightmare City, with the number two dummy fall of all time, apparently, according to somebody that I don't know on message boards. I still got to know what's the number one dummy fall. Yeah. Um, Whoever you are out there, let me know. that Lindsay says in the really odd interview attached to the DVD that are not, I watched the interview. It was interesting. <laughs> they are not zombies, but they are zombies, but they can reason and they can use weapons. So they're kind of like, it's almost like the sickos and planet terror were an ode to Lindsay's non-zombie zombies okay. in nightmare city. So anyways, but I actually, I actually did enjoy. You like nightmare zo- city. I, I, I mean, it, it was okay for me. You know, I love that cheesy I know. shit. I, but I enjoyed the zombie movie. Which one? <laughs> I enjoyed the zombie movie. Oh come on! You just painted a wide swath <laughs> with that one. You mean full cheese zombie? Yes. Okay, yes. well, <laughs> yes, I enjoyed that, especially. I got a kick out of the shark. You just said it like an Italian. I enjoy the zombie. (laughs) I'm not Italian. Hey, everybody wants to be Italian. (laughs) No. (laughs) Guys, if you ever come across the movie, everybody wants to be Italian. Don't don't watch watch it. it. Don't Don't let anybody convince you that you should watch it. It is awful. Um, Now, 
what we were going to do originally was we were going to read the season two episode guide. But what I will tell you guys is we will read it next episode. Um, however, we're still this weekend going to release it on our socials too. So I will tell you that we are coming back for season two with this new format, finely tuned, not how we did it tonight. <laughs> uh, February, early February, we'll be back. And we've got at least 40 more episodes on the docket to carry us through next year. Oh, actually, you know what? I didn't realize we had it in front of us. Let's go okay. ahead and do it. All Let's right. announce it. Okay. No, screw that. We're, we're not going to make them wait. Right. Um, we love you, dear listener. Let's see here. Um, if Carrie's really odd zoom on this thing, will let me actually scroll. Oh my God. I hate, I hate this thing. Okay. Here we go. I'll, I will try to attempt. Okay. Uh, okay guys, February 2nd, we are coming back for the start of season two, episode 46, Cronenberg shivers coming out on February 2nd. Your zoom thing's messing me up. Okay. Um, episode 47, the changeling episode 48, my bloody Valentine episode 49 curtains. Okay. Yes. We've got a Canuck thing going on the first four episodes. I really, that was sort of not intentional, but maybe it was, I don't know. Um, Carrie, this thing is, it's killing me here with the zoom here. Um, okay. There we go. Right. Episode 50, we've got another Carpenter flick, Christine. Episode 51 on 315-24 is our St. Patty special. We are going to watch Jennifer Aniston in Leprechaun. <laughs> episode 52 is our spring break episode on 329. We are going to watch an Umberto Lindsay movie. Uh, this one is not Nightmare City. It is Nightmare Beach, which Carrie is glad I introduced her to that one. <laughs> you laughed. Come on. Yeah. Episode 53. We've got our third werewolf movie that we're going to talk about. 1981 had three werewolf movies on four five. We're talking Wolfen. Episode 54. We've got a Hammer film on 412. We're going to talk Hammer's The Phantom of the Opera. Episode 55, we are talking demons. Episode 56, we've got a found footage. One of the classics, if not the classic, The Blair Witch Project. And now, Carrie, you need to tell the fine folks the idea that you came up with for May 2024. What is that theme for that month? So the theme for May is Marriage Made in Hell Month. Nice. Episode. Are you, is that like a message to me? No, I mean, we weren't married. Being and... married to me is hell. No, just okay. like that's the start of wedding season. Oh, God. Oh so God. you're that... not going to like pull out bridal magazines for these episodes, are you? No, but that's actually a fun idea. Oh, God. I don't have any, oh, so oh you're you're lucky. I'm sorry, folks. No, <laughs> I'm just messing up. So, so how are we kicking off May is Marriage Made in Hell Month? So. Episode 57, He Knows You're Alone oh, yeah. on May 3rd. With Tom Hanks is in that one, actually. Yeah. Okay, so what about 58? 58, Ready or Not. Oh, yeah. May 10th. 
Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about that one. Okay, yeah. What about 59? Did the Jake the Midnight Traveler suggested this one, and I can't disagree with him. Hellraiser on May 17th. Love it. And then one of oh, we we must have watched episode 60s. I, I don't know how many times. It's Coppola's Dracula, May 24th. And what now? Obviously, there's a lot of people getting married and killed in those movies. Yeah. Um, sometimes by their lover, sometimes by somebody else. Sometimes you don't even get to get married before you get killed. So that's what that month is all about. Marriage and murder and mayhem. (laughs) Carrie, bring us through June. Okay. Episode 61, Cabin in the Woods on June 7th. It is a fun movie. Okay. What about, we're coming back to T West for episode 62. The Innkeepers, June 14th. Not a lot of people pick that one we actually went to the theater to see that did we i'm pretty sure i don't remember well we'll figure it out then what about 63 strange behavior oh yeah aka dead kids that's one that we just recently discovered i had to add in here it 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 was good what about the it's a very quirky movie it is tangerine dream soundtrack and you know me i love tangerine dream so well, some of us didn't enjoy it as much as I did, so we'll talk about that another time. <clears throat> Jake. So <laughs> what about episode 64? This is a Jake the Midnight yes. Traveler selection. Night of the Comet. All right. Love it. Okay. And then, Casey, this next theme month was your. Yes, this is a continuation from season one. In July, we it's coming back. Beach Party Bonfires and Blood Month 2. We are kicking it off at episode 65. We're talking Jaws, 66, The Fog, 67, Jake the Midnight Traveler said this is a must do. And he's got some personal experiences as it relates to the movie set of this one. Piranha, episode 68. I had to add this one. It's such a sleepy little flick. It kind of reminds me of the mood of Anthropophagus in a way. Mm -hmm. The Slayer. Episode 69, another Jake selection, Blood Diner. Episode 70, Back to Horror uh, with Hammer and Hammer's Horror of Dracula. Now the next two weeks, episodes 71 and 72, are Back to School. We've got The Faculty and Night of the Creeps in 71 and 72. And uh, Carrie, what about Mm -hmm. September? This is Jake's month. Um, looks like we're talking, uh, September is late summer slasher month. Yes. So episode 73 is Friday the 13th part five followed up on actual Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th part six and episode 74, episode 75 nightmare on Elm street. That's Jake's favorite franchise. Episode 76, Mark Patton. Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Now, to kick off Halloween 25-8366 Part 2, we're talking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in Episode 77. Episode 78, we've got an anthology, Trick or Treat. Episode 79, we are talking Art the Clown and Terrifier. Yep. Pumpkins is excited for that one. Episode 80, <laughs> we've got another anthology. We are talking Romero, as a matter oh. of fact, and Stephen King. Uh, we are talking, oh, can't forget to say Tom Atkins, Creep Show for episode 80. Carrie, round out 
our season two guide. We've got Hungry for the Holidays that'll take us through yep. November and December of next year. What's episode 81? Uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. That's November 1st. And then episode 82, the Amityville Horror. Nice. On November 15th. And then next year's Black, next year's Friday, Black Friday, Friday special, Day of the Dead. Yep. And then episode 84, Hammer's Brides, Dracula, December 6th. And to round out season two, we've got episode 85, which is another Friday the 13th in December this time. What movie are we talking about, Carrie? Friday the 13th, part seven. To end the... Are you awake over there? Apparently not. Listen. (laughs) The dog distracted me. The dog saying, look at me, love me. She was. All right, guys. Hey, that wraps it up for this week's episode. (laughs) Pardon me. As I said, we're in Johnstown, so uh, sorry that this is a little raw and uncut this week. But... um, Hey guys, please bear it with us. Hope everybody is having a wonderful Thanksgiving week. We're thankful for you guys. Hope everybody's enjoying too much food. Hope everybody got a chance to see Thanksgiving if that interested you. And uh, enjoy those leftovers. Love you guys. Peace out. Pumpkin, settle down. <laughs>